And um, for those of you who are new to our program, uh, welcome I to the mayhem. Welcome to the mayhem. Yeah, I'm um, <clears throat> have about seven hundred thousand subscribers. I'm a relationship and sex coach, <clears throat> and um, Jonathan uh, has uh, built out an amazing, uh, carved out a niche. He was a very probably the number one dating coach in the world until he retired to a tropical island. And uh, he and I are here each week for a bunch of men's mayhem, um, <laughs> which is the all-time most fun way to waste time and have fun and maybe, you know, discover something that help you meet more women or get more or whatever it is. So um, what we do is we answer questions. We talk about some news stories and culture and things like that. So, um, yeah, do you have a news story that you were thinking about that I think that we were talking about earlier that... Uh, so I think, um, you know what? Yeah, I was thinking about which one I want to talk about. And I want to talk about young people are turning to dry dating. and Dry dating? <laughs> huh. Such a funny way of describing I it. I saw this article dating, in a you know, history. Well, I, you know what? When I was in high school, dry dating meant something completely different, right? It's like, over the pants, you know, under the shirt, over the bra, dry humping. But these days it means going on a date and not getting drunk. And I think it's very interesting that that's considered weird. <laughs> like It's like, wait, you don't get drunk on your first dates? And I can tell you, like, that's one of the best ways to ruin a first date. Because it's like, it turns out if you throw up on a girl or embarrass her, she won't want to see you again. So I thought it was really interesting. Now... Obviously, there's a difference between a drink or two and nothing, but I just thought this was a really interesting story. And part of it is because I guess that a lot of people consider January to be the dry month. Like I always thought it was sober October, but that's what I've heard. But I guess that it's more common to have January as the month where people don't drink. And I just wonder if they're just talking about why are so many people turning to, to dry dating and... They're basically saying, but just for one month. <laughs> like, what do you think about that? Like, is it that crazy a thing to do? I think that this generation has rediscovered the miracle of alcohol. I don't know, like this generation, like younger people seem to be bigger drinkers these days. That's what I think. And so maybe they're having a problem with the drinking. But I think drinking is a much bigger thing than it was for 20, 30 years. Uh, and, and now I think um, maybe less weed and more... <laughs> more cocktails that's my impression i don't know if it's true um but i wonder if it is true over the decades i could find yeah, out I, think, I mean on your first date with your wife did you guys drink yeah uh like a glass of wine or two you know over the evening um you know i think that's reasonable don't you think a glass or two of wine or a beer here or there so I don't want to be like a, a buzzkill, right? Who's like, you shouldn't drink. On my first date with my wife, we I did not like her at all. It was okay. a double date with my friend. And my friend goes, wait. He goes, I have an idea. And he orders a bunch of tequilas. Oh, and no. we got just wrecked. Like we've, I don't know if me and my wife have been that drunk together more than three or four times in a 11 or 12 years we've been together. I think it's about to be 12 years. And it's like, and it's just like, it worked. So it's really, that's the problem is that I, there's parents always give this advice. Do as I say, not as I do. And so the mm -hmm. honest truth is that 
it turned someone I did not like into someone that I married and have had a bunch of kids with. So, but you like her but, now. Do I? Or is it just the booze talking? No, I know. But here's the thing I think about. It. It's like, well, if you like, is it, does it make sense to be like, oh, I'm not drinking on the first date, but then I'll drink on the second, third and fourth date. So it's like someone just has to spend one extra date to find the real you. If you're a drinker, they might as well know early, right? Everybody knows that alcohol is a sexual lubricant to an extent. I mean, it's bad for the act, but it's good to get there. And I think that's one reason people drink. It's like it kind of gets everybody looser. You know, by the way, the Gallup poll was done last year. Young adults are drinking less than they were in prior years. 18 to 34 year olds, this is a, a Gallup poll. They drink, they asked them how much they drank in the past week, and the consumption has been falling. A lot of them reported not drinking at all. So maybe some of them are drinking more, and most of them are drinking less. But maybe they're not dating anyway. So what difference does it make? <laughs> I think you said an average man is having one date a year, if that. So what does yeah, it matter? I, Don't blow that opportunity. So, yeah, I mean... It's a lot of pressure. There's a huge... And again, it's like most of my dates I've had one drink on. But I'll tell you one story. I want to right. get your thought on this. Me too. My dad set me up... My dad has ever set me up on one date. Oh. And it was it's a really <laughs> long backstory. So I go to meet the girl and she's like, oh, let's meet at this bar before we're going to go to a concert. Okay. I meet at this bar and of course I've ordered a beer and she comes in and sees my beer and goes, oh, I don't drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She picked the bar. I was like, "That's a." I was like, "That's a trick." You can't tell me to meet you in a bar and then be like, "Why did you order so, a drink in a bar?" Are you supposed <laughs> like, to order something when you're waiting for somebody? That's an etiquette question. I always feel like it's a little weird. You know how you're going to go meet someone somewhere and then they're not there, and you. I mean, is it like uh, etiquette? Is it okay to start drinking when they're not there? Oh, I like this ordering? question. It. It. You know what? I mean, this is all about how you feel, right? So it depends yeah. on where you're going. So if you go to a bar and you're just in there without ordering, it's weird. It just is, yeah. right? It's so well, weird to just stand there. Well, if you're sitting down there. at the bar, it is. But what if, if you don't, you know, like you hang around the entrance or something like that? Oh, you don't think that's even weirder? Why is that guy just standing there? <laughs> it's, <laughs> well, it looks really weird. So that's my perspective. Yeah. In a restaurant... Let's say you go to a restaurant and you sit down at a table and you wait to order until she shows up. What does everyone think until she shows up? Oh, I hate that moment. Yeah, what's that guy doing by himself? I hate that moment. And I hate the waiter coming back. Oh, he's not there yet. Okay, you know, I hate it because I don't like like taking up their table. I don't like the way they look at me. And okay, I'll have some water and I'm not ordering anything. It's just weird. So Oh, good, a water. So so that way the waiter's not even getting a tip. So... I think about, and maybe this is because I think about too much about the people around me, but this is why I don't like restaurant dates anyways. But yeah. if I was at a, re- like, if I'm at a restaurant waiting for my wife, I'm at least ordering a drink, right? Probably an app. I mean, I don't drink now. I don't drink at all. I don't drink alcohol at all mm-hmm. anymore. I don't either. Yeah. Since I got, you know, since my heart attack, but it doesn't, that's just had a massive life shift. But other than that, man, no, I would. Sitting there with nothing on the table, it's everyone mm-hmm. looking at you. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, can you guys dim the lights but throw a spotlight over here? Like, I need more attention. So I think that. However, um, I wouldn't order, I don't think I would order the whole meal before she gets there. I would probably just do maximum appetizer and be like, oh, I ordered some like bread while, we were, wait- while we're waiting. Well, by then like, she's I wouldn't running. be like, oh, here's my steak. You were late. By then, by then she's, re- she's late and you, and I don't think it's a plight to be late. And I don't appreciate people that are late. And 
to me, like, you know how there's knockouts for you? Like something that she does or is kind of knocks yeah. her out of the running, right? To me, being late is a knockout. I'm not, I mean, I, I don't like being late. I think I don't like meeting at a restaurant. Late, screw that. Reading at a restaurant. Is I don't, too. I don't like meeting at restaurants, even with yeah. my friends. Because yeah. let's say you all there's traffic or something, someone arrives at a different time. You just create a complicated scenario, right? All of that. I just don't like things that create the possibility for social awkwardness. Right. And let's all meet at a restaurant, and then waiters hate when there's a large table. Like all of that stuff, I'd rather just avoid it. Either we're walking to the restaurant together, or you know, I'd rather be in a smaller group. I just don't like the complexity of mm -hmm. it, and it just because. You have the waiter in the restaurants. You have this extra right. social stuff. So that's where I think it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing yeah. like sitting there and be like, uh, if I, because I, I go to restaurants by myself, not anymore, but for a long time. Oh, I, I enjoy sometimes going by around. myself. Me too. I really like it. I will go to a restaurant and read a book and just relax. I, I love it. I just love reading a book and being by myself so in a restaurant. I would definitely, you need it. So even yeah. if, listen, guy, if you're going on a date and you don't know if the girl's going to show up, pull out a book so at least okay. people think, oh, this is just a weirdo instead of a loser. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I've got one for you. One of the articles that was talking about this so-called dry dating trend, it said that dry dating doesn't mean dull dating. So here's what it says. As an option, ping pong, card games, sober karaoke, trivia night and then it goes on oh you could get creative figure skating cooking or painting class Stop. escape you're rooms describing like bad family nights you know right? what? or you're it's describing awful. like what you do off these are other things you do when you're trapped right like so if painful. you're being quarantined and they lock you in a room for 40 days we those are the things that. you do we, i think we did that a few years ago yeah <laughs> you've literally <laughs> described like my worst nightmare so yeah this is a dry <laughs> i mean you can still do fun I'd things drink. So. i'll start drinking again <laughs> when I was, yeah, when I didn't have money, there's other things you can do that are actually fun. Here's what I recommend. This is a great question. I like to go to museums and make fun of the stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Because so fun. There's so much stuff in museums that's bad. There's some stuff that's really good. You and I oh, have both course. been to the Dolly Museum in Florida, and there's some paintings in there that I thought were so good. I didn't know he could do not weird stuff. Right, he has some um, really big, uh, whatever you call it, like a cityscape or countryside paintings. I'm like, what the? I thought he only did lobster telephones and melting clocks, right? So I was so impressed by those. But then a lot of his stuff, like his, um, oh, the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs pictures where they all just have giant dongs. You can't look at that. I didn't know that. I went to that in the museum in London with my mom. And so it was so many of those. You have to laugh, right? Because it's so silly. It's like, it's, is it art? It's at the very, if it is, it's very, at the very edge, right? Like, well, but it's very if you go funny. back a few centuries because the, it's such a yeah. different era. It's hilarious. You know, when men wearing wigs and, you know, it's just so, it's, it's a lot to laugh. So you can about. have, yeah. You have to make it fun. You don't want to, if you make it serious, it's really hard. But any museum, science museum, I love science museums, they're fun for dates. And An you just be a little bit good. You know, just an art gallery. Yeah, where I just selling art. A walk know, is okay, fun. but you have to be very strict. A walk has to be something that doesn't sound creepy. Mm -hmm. Like I once saw a girl, she's like, my ideal first date, walk in the woods. I was like, not going on that date. Mm -hmm. I'm the bigger guy, but if you say, let's go for a walk in the woods, I think someone's going to be lying in wait for me. Like it feels like a trap. I feel the mm -hmm. same way about that that I do about VR. I feel like if I ever put on VR goggles, I'll be murdered immediately. 
It's like you're just asking for it. I so, think that's completely reasonable, Jonathan. That's total. It makes you total, can, totally reasonable. You cannot. You can do a walk. Like I used. So my date <laughs> used to be a walk on the main road in the small town I was right. in, and we would start right. at the bottom of the hill. Then we would go to an art gallery, so it's free. Then we would walk through the park, so all public places, and then and end up at like three different statues in the city. So civic art is interesting. You can do really mm-hmm. cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Most cities have something that's haunted or something that's historic that's weird, and you can just look up. Every city has something that people don't really know about, and that can be very interesting. So, and you can still go to a restaurant or a cafe or a bar and just not drink alcohol. Like you don't have to. Mm-hmm drink alcohol as part of it. You can drink juice or drink water, whatever, and mm-hmm. still do the stuff. Like I do all the same stuff I did before. Like you don't have to not do fun stuff. It's like music is still nice. It's still nice to hear music, even if you're not drinking. So I think what you're seeing here is that people giving advice who've never been on a date, mm-hmm. yeah. like, Hey, you want well, to yeah, go on a date? With sure. What are we going to do? Charades. Okay. Wh- where? Now it's weird. Well, apparently the idea of liquid courage is a myth. Alcohol doesn't give you courage. Alcohol numbs fear, and that makes you feel more courageous. Now, to okay, me, that's first of all, it's ridiculous. Of I just it's heard nice. you describe courage. It doesn't make you more courageous. It makes you think you're more courageous. Yeah, that counts. Well, this is why <laughs> like, I what? think people like dates where they get the date uh, a little bit tipsy because it makes it easier to go back to you know someone's place and it just um, I think it does. It makes it easier. More likely to result in sex, honestly. So, first dates are so uncomfortable. They're like a chess match where you're trying to say the right thing to make the person like you without revealing the wrong thing. And you don't know. You're also trying to make sure that you're not trapped, right? The the fear you have is being trapped with someone who's just awful, where every minute seems like an hour. And you've got, you know, you just have to go through 90 minutes of hell with somebody, right? So how do you avoid that? So what's a good date where you can invite her somewhere where you can both get out of it if you're like completely turned off by each other? So that's... That's why I like to say, let's go out for one drink. And so I used to do, I always do dates that are three locations. So go somewhere, have one drink. And if the date is bad, the drink is finished, the date is over. What I don't, that's just a drink. So you go, oh, let's just have a drink, see what happens. You know, if if things click, we can have another or whatever. If not, no worries. Is that what you told her? Yeah. I don't fully say that. That's kind of it. That's what I would say. I wouldn't want to lock myself into something. The problem with a dinner date is that you're like there for three or four hours. It's so risky. And there's so many factors outside your control. And it's like, oh my gosh, right. I hate this girl, but I'm stuck here. Well, you, could, you kind of look restaurant. bad when you're, when you're, uh, you're stuffing your mouth. You don't look your best, you know? So I, I remember once I had a date and I ordered chicken wings. That was Oh my fun. gosh, don't. Stop it. <laughs> oh <my God>. I did. <laughs> I seen... said, I don't care about this date particularly. I didn't really like it that much, so I'll just order chicken wings because I like chicken wings, and I don't have anything inhibiting me anymore because I don't care. Unbelievable. It's like the person who does lobster, and then you're like cracking it. <laughs> the same thing. It's like, oh, exactly. It's same thing. Operation. Yeah, I... <laughs> So that's exactly it. Like, I just don't like eating in front of other people and all yeah. of that. And like, I don't, looking in her mouth while she's eating is weird. So I will, and you want to go on a date where like talking is a little bit natural. So the reason people do alcohol is because it makes it easier to talk. That's why if you go to a location that's interesting, then it's easy to talk there as well. I say it makes it easier to get her back, you know, in a mood, really. I mean, that that's too, traditionally even, what it's been. But even getting to that point, first you have to get, through yeah. the date before you get to the part yeah. where she's attracted to you. Right. 
Yeah. I don't think it's very attractive, you know, drinking a lot. But I, And I don't drink at all. And I haven't drank for many, many years. But I could see it. So I have a question for you here. Um, this is a guy. The girlfriend, she's mad because she says, because she went to the movies. Okay, I, the guy, went to a movies. And she's mad at me. Okay. I told her I was going to hang out with a female friend and go watch a movie. And she was livid. Is it too much like a date to go to the movies with a female friend? She has been my best friend for four years, and we've never okay. shown attraction or anything like that. Thoughts? <laughs> so, I think you, you need to move the mic out a little bit. You're getting a lot of plosives. It's popping. Yeah, there okay. you go. But yeah. I would say, what movie was it? Like that makes a huge difference, right? If you're like, oh, we went to see The Shape of Water, what's the problem, right? It's like if it's a super romantic movie or like an erotic thriller, then it's a big red flag for sure. Mm-hmm. That makes a huge difference. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, we're just we're going to see an adult movie. It's all good. Um, friendships with the opposite gender are very tricky. I do have women I'm friends with. Most of them are much older than me and also married. So yeah. like, I have a married friend. Makes a difference. Like, you're married. They're married. Different story. Yeah, I have really. a friend. She's 30 or 40 years older than me. And we went to see a concert together. But it's like her husband mm-hmm. wasn't jealous. It's like we've been I've been friends with both of them for 10 years. He's like, I don't like that musician. And it was like, I mean, Did come he on. say if it gets late, I don't want you driving home. You guys should get a hotel room together. And let's save some money. No. You know, one that's, room because no, it's cheaper. Saying that stuff. No, 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 no. But I mean, okay. you have to here's the thing my feeling is that I don't want a lot of people think the line is I don't want to cheat. It's not the line. The line is perception. I don't want it to look like I might be cheating. Right. I don't want to put a situation where my wife is wondering or uncomfortable. So that's the issue is that the well, line he already is not. Said, he told her, he said, I'm going out and going to have a movie night with a girl. That's my best friend. That's what he told her. And she's living. Yeah. I can understand I being livid. I completely get that. Why wouldn't he want to have a dinner, uh, go out to a movie with uh, his girlfriend? And I think it says he's been her best friend for four years. I don't believe that there's no attraction there. I don't believe that. I'm always oh. suspecting there's attraction. Always. So I think about that. And I have had a few women I've been friends with where there's no attraction, but it's one oh, out yeah. of a hundred or something. It's a very low percentage. It's a men, very low men, percentage. Us guys, we always think about, okay, I'll just say for myself, I'm always thinking about sex. I don't care who it is, what it is. Unfortunately, that's how I'm built. You know, if I had a date with a rock, I would think about sex. So interesting. Some girl. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I think we're all kind of okay. like that. So, so for me, I, there's some women, it just would never happen. There's some hard nose in me. Oh, definitely. That's all. I suppose. There's no attraction. I suppose it depends. That's what I mean. It's so, but so <laughs> Very let's, circumstantial. I'm trying to think of the scenario. Let's say it's like, oh, it's a type of movie his wife hates, right? It's like, oh, we saw right. the first seven movies in the series together. We saw me and this friend wa- always watch these, let's say, anime movies, and your wife doesn't like it. Sure, that makes sense. That's what I. But it doesn't sound like that. It's the way he phrased it was weird, and it's like I'm going. It sounds like an ultimatum. Like I'm going to the movies with my best friend, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's how my kids talk to me when they're trying to That's start how trouble. It sounded like to me too. It sounded like that. You know, hey, you know, just deal with it. Girl, you know, just you ever gonna wanted do to it. see a movie. You ever wanted to see a movie that bad that you're like, I'm gonna see this movie even if it costs me my marriage? <laughs> you ever seen a movie that good that it was worth your marriage? 
Like, how much did you like Terminator? Not that much. It's good. <laughs> so, yeah. Everything has a price, right? And you just have to decide, is it worth the risk? <laughs> is it worth the risk? Is that your first date? Well, this is someone posted this. This is their grandparents. Okay. Oh, sorry. I'm talking about. Okay, I got it. Okay. It's you. This is well. their. Oh, can you see? You can't see it? I um, can't. Wait, wait, wait. Let me see it now. I have to change screens. Okay, now I can see it. Okay. I, okay. It's a beautiful picture of this young man and this young woman. I mean, they're probably 20, maybe, would you say? You know? Uh, in the. In the they in could a, be like 17. A, looks like 17, even. They're in a, like a lake or, or something, and they're looking at each other romantically. You know, they are wearing bathing suits. But what I love about this is this is the. The, the caption was this is my grandparents in 1951. And I don't think that any of us think about our grandparents like that or our parents like that. But everybody's had a, you know, just as much of a sex life and a romantic life as we have, maybe more. And I, and I, I think that's just an interesting, interesting thing, you know, that, that everybody has these experiences. Because we always tend to think when we're young, like, this is unique. We're the first ones, you know. It's all been done before, you know. I just thought that was a pretty cool picture, too. Yeah, I mean, so... One of the things that I found is that when my kids get curious about stuff, like sometimes they'll right. ask questions about SEX. Right. Sure. And they're way too young. So I'll go, I'll say, listen, if you want to watch me and your mom do it, we'll show you right now. And they go, never mind. No way. You don't ever, <laughs> you don't do that. You don't say that. Do of course you? I do. <laughs> of course, yeah. I know. You have it, to it immediately pretend. You, see, we always pretended like there was no sex ever. It was like a pretend like, oh yeah, you know. That was the game. You know what? Kids are so exposed to stuff now. It's much, yeah. it's different. So they're aware of it at a younger age than I was, but not really. I mean, I probably saw my first R movie when I was like six. I don't think so. Not your kids. You're, you're, you're careful with your kids. You're not letting them get exposed to a bunch of the crap out there so quickly. Yeah, but you, you, you know, another kid at school said something, right? You can't control mm -hmm. right. 100% of what right. your kids encounter. So they ask questions that don't really know what it means. Right. Like, I'll tell you right. Here's how my kids think babies are born. My babies think that I make a poop, my wife eats it, and then it turns into a baby in her tummy. I oh, don't know where my you, son came up with that. And that's my younger son told it to my older daughter. And she goes, oh, my gosh. So that's how it happens. So did you um, ever think about telling them what really happens? I mean, nothing wrong with telling them what really my happens. Point is that, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, my point is that your kids never want to see you kiss. They don't want to see you do anything. Mm -hmm. right. So you always just right. – that's just my – I go, listen, if you guys want to learn about it, my wife is like horrified. I'm like, they're not going to say yes. They've never called my bluff. So – we haven't had to do it yet, but I'd rather they learn and from a healthy, loving marriage than watching dirty stuff on the internet. How about that? Like, it's not yeah. that crazy. Oh, I agree. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. No, you it's know, not crazy at all. My wife and I will just have to be very traditional when we're doing our demo. I always tried to have my kids um, see me nude and everything like it's no big deal. I mean, just incidental to life, you know, and just so they can, oh. <laughs> you know. I thought you meant like, a, I had a, when I was a kid, one of my friend's families was mm -hmm. nudists. Yeah. In like Los Angeles, like big city. I had friends nudists. like that too. So I had friends like that too. You go over the house and the mom is of course hot. And it's like, <sighs> yeah. they want you to be naked. I don't remember if I got naked too or not. I don't remember that part, but it's they like. They would all take showers together. The kids and the mother oh. and the father, uh, you know, okay, et cetera. That. No, that so one weird. they didn't do. But the mom would just be hanging oh. out by the pool naked and the kid would be swimming naked. Like it wasn't a big deal. It's hard to know. I guess you'd have to see how those kids grow up. Do they grow up weird or not to know if that's good or not? But I see what you're saying. But like, it's like showing your bits to like your friends' kids. 
like your kids' friends is like oh, I'm no, not no, into can't that. Do that. That's, no, that's can't the bridge that. too far. But yeah, I mean, yeah. you no, don't just want incidental. It to be... Like you're getting a shower in the morning and you're kind of like, what's the big deal? That then they, at least they see what adults look like and each other gender. And I well, think it's healthy for them. You know, it's no big deal. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, there's a question here uh, that came in. I'll just see if I can can paraphrase it here. Um, well, let's see. Okay. So anyway, she's like, they're they're getting into their 30s, you know, and she says, I don't want to be his girlfriend, you know, without something, marriage, engagement. Okay. He said he wants to marry, but it's always someday. You know, not right now, he says. Okay. Okay. And um, he wants to move out of his parents' place and live on his own. Okay. Keep in mind, these are almost 30 year old people. He wants to live, he wants to move out of his parents. So I'm thinking, well, you know, hey, that's cool. You know, move out of your parents. We can move in together. I love him. I don't want to break up with him. But I also think that, um, you know, time is going by. And I'm kind of starting to think he's kind of an asshole to kind of be like this. Okay. What do you think? That's what she says. So what do you think? Is she being too, is she being an asshole, but trying to get him to, you know, put up or shut up? And what do you think? There's a lot of moving parts with these. There's always so many parts. You never know the whole story with these, but this idea of he still lives at home in his late twenties is a red flag for me. Like, yeah, totally. You know, there's this, my favorite quote, one of my favorite quotes is from Mike Tyson. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And there's two types of people in this world. There's people who've been punched in the mouth and people who haven't. So I had this friend in my mid-20s who'd never been in a fight. I'm like, you've never been punched? And he was so afraid of it because he didn't know the reality. And the such it's it stinks, but it's not as bad as you think it will be. It's that fear in your head is different than once you experience something, right? Most things, the fear is bigger than the real thing. Obviously, a tiger attack is probably bigger than the fear, but other than that, right? So he, this is someone who's never been a, lived on their own and experienced that. So I could understand. Right. I would be very hesitant because he's going to look, he, look, you move in and you're going to be his mom, right? Because that's what he expects. He's never had to take care of himself. He's never had to clean himself that's up. He's never point. had to build. He's never yeah. had to clean his own toilet. So he's never gone through that phase where he knows how to do things. And he's a juvenile still. He's a child. Now so I understand. You move out on your own. You're kind of a child. I'm hoping that well, he has a live it makes a living and pays rent to his parents. I mean, I think that's a big difference if he has a life and he's well, just the money home. thing, right? Like a lot of could people be can't thing. afford because the age at which people buy houses now is like almost first houses. Now people buy it. It also could be a cultural money. thing because some cultures, I know people that work for us, they don't move out until they're married. And sometimes the yeah. men don't get married till their late twenties. This doesn't sound like that's the culture because the way no, they're describing no. it, right? So it doesn't sound like it. You know, if you want to get married, you have to marry someone. You have to be with someone who wants to get married. And if you just give the milk for free, there's no big motivation. Like back in the day, at least they said that is like, oh, you'd get married so you could finally get the naked time. So I don't know if that's true or not. I just know that's what a lot of people tell you. But mm-hmm. right. it sounds like like this guy gets to this guy's got a sweet life. He gets to live at home. His mom cleans his clothes. His mom makes his mm-hmm. dinners. His girlfriend right. comes over and gives him the naughtiness and then leaves. Why would he get married? 
what I most yeah. men don't want to get married until they're mid early to mid thirties. That's when I really felt the bug. Well, right? I think so that she, men. I mean, I don't know. Like, um, that's true, kind of, but uh, it depends. But I just think for this woman, she should be moving on because she's got the clock ticking. This guy uh, yeah. is giving her a load of BS. You know, that's enough now. Come on now. You got to protect yourself. I mean, here's the difference. For a woman, your 20s is such a big deal. For a man, it's not, right? You're, as you yeah. approach 30, there's this really funny song where these two girls are singing and they go, I'm 29, my whole life is ahead of me. And then she goes, I'm 30, what's happening? No one loves me anymore, I'm old. It's all over now, everything's over. All my good times are so finished, true. what happened? It's really funny. So true, But Awful. in other countries, it happens at different ages. In Japan, it's at 25. In Japan, if you're, they call it Christmas cake. They go, no one wants to eat Christmas cake on the 26th. So when you're 25, there's, if you're not married at 25, people look at you like you're a pig. It's, and I'm talking, everyone looks at you like there must be something wrong with you. You're a monster. So it's this huge pressure at a younger age. In America, we have it at 30. Every country has it at a different age. And I mean, we don't even eat cakes on Christmas in America, right? It's not a big part of it. But right. I think that if she, you, if the other person doesn't want to get married, you, there's nothing you can do. And this guy might want to get married in five years, but are you willing to bet five years of your life on that? That's a big, oh, you're that's crazy. one all you're in. You're crazy. It's a big game. You're crazy. Absolutely. If you do that. And, and it's not ever, see, this is something that women think of themselves like more than men do. Women think that protect themselves can be somewhat being an asshole. They're very sensitive to other people's feelings. When men are going, oh, I'm just going to do this. What do I care what people think? To some degree, right? So she's not being an asshole to be looking after her interests. She's being smart. And uh, she shouldn't be using that word. It's totally fine. She's got to put herself on a pedestal, realize that she has a life, and she has to do what's best for her. And that may probably not involve the, a future with this yeah, person. You have to be strategic and decide what's more important to me, like having the life I've dreamed of. And you can have really good things happen to you if you're strategic and just have to do it at a certain point. You know, it's like in every career, you have to be the one who asks for the promotion or you'll never get the promotion. Yeah, exactly. You have to ask for what you want. Now, I've got one for you that okay. I think is right up your alley. Okay. Me and my wife, we're mid-30s, been together nine years. She told me at the beginning she doesn't want to have kids, but then something happened six years ago. The birth control didn't work. And now we have like a six-year-old and a two-year-old. They came home last week and she's like, I don't like the kids. I want to put them up for adoption. Hmm. Wow. Wow. And now, well, there's only one option really. So, I mean, he has to, he has to get custody and divorce her. Uh, she, she's not a fit mother. Well, it's a mental health issue, right? So she's having well, I, I agree. a very, she's not a fit mother and, at the moment. Yeah. So, I don't know that you have to jump to divorce, but you have to jump to therapy, like a professional. You have to bring in a professional right away, is my thought, is that there are certain issues that, because we, uh, you know, we, in my marriage, we extreme. dealt with postpartum. This is way past that. For a woman I, to say, I don't want my it. kids, way past that. I'm just not sure. I def I'm 100% sure you need to bring in a professional. You probably need to like separate her from the kids for a while. Right. The guy's like, I'm yeah. not going to work for you. I'm taking care of the kids. Lest she drop them off at one of those firehouses, right? Where they're suddenly dropped off and they're now adopted. And oh, yeah. Got the place to be. No. Gosh, like we want more kids. Like it's such a different perspective than where we're at. It's like kids is, and she's a stay-at-home mom. She's not even working. But yeah, like that's the thing is that 
But she also told him, "You the real lesson here is you have to listen to what people say. If someone says they don't want to have she kids, maybe they didn't want kids. She did say that. She, yeah, you know. So the thing to do would not, have been probably early on when the pregnancy started. You know, probably thinking about getting a. She uh, tried to have an abortion the, and then abortion. back out at the last minute. Like so many red flags. Yeah. So I. Yeah. Don't marry someone who doesn't want to have kids if you want to have kids. This is more of a lesson for yeah. women. There's a lot of women who they marry but, a guy who's already had But don't kids. ask on the first date either. Don't ask about that on the first date. Really? That's. I think it's a mistake because I think second date is a time to ask okay. that because otherwise I think you, someone has to kind of like you first before you start Sorry, getting into those. What? I think. What's the question we're talking oh, do about? Do you want to have kids? Do oh, I thought you meant you have kids. <laughs> Do you already have kids? No, I'm saying if you want to have kids, I think you should ask that on the second or third date. I don't see there's like a whole thing now where okay. people are saying you should just get it all out of the way on the first date, or even better oh, yet, no. put it in your dating profile online. That's ridiculous, right? Yeah, that's silly. I that's it's completely ridiculous. Did you ever see that movie Goldfinger? James Bond? Yeah. The James Bond movie? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you remember that scene where that woman was painted gold and she died? You know, at the beginning. Oh God, that was so awful when I was a kid. You know, um, I remember, remember that scene in the movie. So I remember when it happened in um, Get Smart. Someone's giving him a thing, oh. and the guy's painted blue, and the guy dies from being blue. I don't know which one happened yeah. first because I don't know <laughs> when that TV show is oh, from. Of course, it's probably did. of course it did. Okay, it's yeah. probably, I was saying it's probably, copy, I'm guessing it's copying Goldfinger, but I just don't remember. It was copying Goldfinger. Yeah. This, well, th this is the woman now, and I'm showing a picture of her, and in the left side is where she looked in the movie, which was, I think, in the early 60s. And then on the right side is how she looks now. So they had, went ahead and recreated that same pose. <laughs> She's a little older now. <laughs> it's got to kick out what people do in this world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that you have to still be funny when you get older and do fun things. We look yeah. like my wife and I look, we saw an old couple on the beach today and they were like seventies and the grandma popped off her dress and she was in a bikini. And I was like, Whoa, like we're, oh, we're, married, cool. we're both very impressed. She was really slender. I was like, they must be Japanese. Well, She's okay. Just, she's not all overweight and saggy. She was just old. No, no, no. Good. And I was just like, and then old guy, yeah. they were like having fun. And I was like, you know what? I dig all of that. Like, because, you know, we just look at that. I think you don't have to stop. I don't. I don't. Th I also don't think these two pictures are that different. I mean, it looks like a different color gold, but it's very funny. It's more, very funny. Yeah. I mean, obviously she's seventy eight now, but you know. Uh, but when I first saw that movie, I was a little kid. You know, I thought that was just horrific when I saw that. You know, that someone yeah, could get painted gold and awful. What an awful thing! It was so traumatic for me. You know. Um, so I've got a, a question that I wanted to ask that, that kind of came up also. Um, question is this, it's like, she says, I'm hurt and upset because this man said he wants to break up because of what I said. She said, I, he said he's triggered by what I said. Okay. So here's the setup. Real I already busy. don't like the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like the word triggered. Um, <laughs> he's real busy, got a new business venture, hasn't had a lot of time for, you know, us time. We were going to get together to exchange Christmas presents, and then he had to bow out because of his business. And I said, I was disappointed that I won't be seeing him. And, and he gets, like, really upset. And he goes, hey, you know, you're just being aggressive about this. That's not right. I said, no, no, no. It's just that I've been very patient. I'm very, very patient. i just disappointed. That's all. Okay. So um, she says they are exclusive, and they've agreed on that and everything. And now he says, I just want to focus on my work. I think we, we should break up. 
and I'm just so upset. I haven't stopped crying. You know, he just said, you know, you're, you got so upset with me and you triggered me and I just don't think we can continue. She said, should I reach out to speak to him or just, you know, what should I do? It was so abrupt. Why are breakups always abrupt? Really? Nobody expects it. Wait, 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 wait. Triggered. She triggered him when she said, are we going to spend <laughs> Christmas together? Is that the trigger? The trigger was he said that he couldn't uh, exchange presents and spend a little time with her because of his business. And she said, oh, I'm really disappointed. And he said, that triggers me. He goes, that's really upsetting that you say that. Well, I don't think it's um, upsetting when somebody tells you their feelings. That's no, just their feelings. This is why people abuse the word trigger. I think that's why I don't like it. So as is someone a who has... a in your book? Well, as someone who has major PTSD, it triggers an event that causes you to have a flashback, right? And, so, and I, again, when I was younger, I knew people that had been in war and that, right. for them, that's what trigger means. So I kind of think that people have jumped from a very serious thing to, there's a huge difference because I saw, I've seen someone have a flashback, by the way, one of my teachers had a Vietnam flashback and it was horrible. And so to say that's the same thing as someone saying, I'm disappointed you don't want to spend Christmas with me, those are not comparable to me. So already I don't I'm, like this guy. I, Here's I a secret. He has nice another girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. This guy yeah. has a girlfriend. Right. He has 100% yeah. got something else going on. He just is using this as the excuse to break up. He would have used another excuse if it hadn't come up. He just, I mean, this one occurred to this, him and he said, oh, that's a good one. He, why is she... I don't understand why she didn't break up with him when he goes, I don't have time to see you on Christmas to exchange gifts. <laughs> like he didn't even have the courtesy to have his secretary send the Christmas present, like the classic move. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I don't know why she's upset. This guy sounds awful. I understand putting in a lot of time in your business, you know, rise and grind, but it's very suspicious that he's got to grind all the way through Christmas. I don't have time to exchange gifts. It didn't, there's not even a meal. Oh, I can't I, even I do a drive-by This is his excuse to break up. It's just it's very convenient. Um, you it's have to look at the not signs. Very convenient. The guy really waited way too long. He's wanted to break yeah. up there for a while. He should have done it way long ago. Sorry, babe. It's just how it is. People don't yeah, break so up what, nice. So one thing I want to mention, and this is something that I think men and women should do better on. And I just feel like if you tell someone your feelings, they don't have to do anything with that information. They just can hear you. You know, It's nice to be heard. You know, honey, I'm really disappointed that we're not being able to spend Christmas together. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I get that. I'm sorry. That's all it would have taken. If it was a real yeah, relationship. I just, I, just she listen. didn't say anything that messed up. No, she didn't. It, there's a huge difference. Because you can say things like, here's how you do trigger someone. is like, you're exactly like your father. You're exactly like your mother, right? That's the kind of stuff yeah. that like really flips people off. Not, I'm dis- you don't want to spend Christmas with me and I'm disappointed. You sh- Shouldn't you be disappointed if someone cancels Christmas? Like, what should your response be? Christmas is canceled. I have no feelings about that. See you on New Year's. Like, that's insane. So this guy sounds terrible. Yeah. Break up with him. Move yeah. on. See you. Break up with him. Yeah, that's our answer. I got one for you that's right up your alley. Okay. Right. Okay, I, my girlfriend, I'm 23, girlfriend's 21, and she told me she doesn't get any pleasure from being intimate. So I said, okay, then I'm not going to sleep with you anymore. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> it sounds like... Uh, what is it, detente, where you're just playing like an escalating game, right? Like yeah. it's like Cuban Missile Crisis of relationships. First of all, I'll tell you this. For the first 10 years of sleeping with women, I didn't know women enjoyed it. I wasn't aware that that was part of it. They weren't showing so, it, you mean? They weren't like groaning and moaning and I saying, wasn't oh. looking for it. Okay. I was like, oh, I just figured it was part of the performance. Who cares? I was like, I'm here to well, have... I'm thought, here it's kind of like a fish, right? Women are like, you know, fit, dead fish. That's cool, right? You were just used to that. 
You know what? It just listen. I for many years I believed that the female orgasm was a myth. <laughs> like, oh, I've heard about it. It's like Santa Claus. Well, I've heard about it, but it I've was never when seen I had it. sex with a woman. It was a myth for sure. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's like. But here's the thing about it: is like, sex isn't a hundred percent about. It's definitely partially about the other person having a good time. But like, if I have a really good time and the girls there give me a good time, I'm not going to stay. Listen. Then break up with her. Why stay with her but refuse to sleep with her? That's what I mean. It's like if you don't well, want to... they wanna... have this, um, this phrase called you know, sexual compatibility. They say you're supposed to see that you're sexually compatible before you really uh, become a item. I think there's a yeah. lot to be said for that. Everybody has different things. And you know, my thing, I think that intimacy is so, so, so important that if you don't like her response to sex and she's not into it as far as you're concerned, then she's not into you. You should be moving on because that's the big test. I do, though, think that women have trouble reaching orgasm sometimes, but that's something that, as a man, right. you can easily learn how to how to fix that. Well, I've got one for you. So when I dated this girl in college, she had a rockin' body, like a tier one body. Yeah. And she was like, when you touch, and she had really big boobs, really skinny, and she's like, when you touch my boobs, it, I feel nothing. It's like you touching my elbow. Okay. And I was like, because touching so, your boobs is one of my favorite things to do. And yeah. it definitely put a real damper on things. So I'll tell you that, like that relationship didn't last much longer. I was like, well, I, okay. Cause now so I feel if, weird doing the thing I like to do the most. So what do you right. think? What would you like? What, what do you do if someone says that to you? I don't think for me, that's not a deal breaker. You know, some women are elbows. ticklish. Some <laughs> women really elbows. don't like it. What's that? Yeah. Give me them elbows. I, I, <laughs> it feels the I, same. I love, while the elbows I, too. I, I love touching a woman's boobs, but you know, I'm just saying that women have different. That's not a deal killer necessarily, um, but I think it's weird to tell you that. You know. Well, when let's just say I was boobs are like touching my elbows. I was doing like, a lot oh, of touching. Okay. I was doing them a lot. <laughs> I was like, okay. she's like not reacting, and you know. Well, maybe she was trying to tell you to move your hands to a different place, or you know, do a different thing. I mean, there's a probably. A, a, I was probably just doing that. But this yeah. is what I'm With saying. I was doing what I liked, not what she yeah. liked. And you know what? Yeah, that's right. I had a good time. I can't blame you for that. I really think that men should focus on themselves when they're having sex. I think it's a big mistake to worry. And I think that this is why women fake orgasms. Because she's so concerned about what the guy's thinking. Because she's feeling a lot of pressure from the guy. So she fakes an orgasm. And that's very common. And I think that yeah. men are putting so much pressure on women because it makes them feel like, oh, I got this woman to really get off. You know, I'm so such a stud. Uh, and I think that's a mistake. Yeah. And I think if you focus on your own pleasure, you take the pressure off of her. And actually, she has a better time. Yeah. Sounds good to me. I mean, anytime you add in extra psychological pressure and these things like, Oh, I have to make this happen or that to happen. Like if she doesn't come yeah. in a certain amount of time, then I'm not attractive. Once yeah. you add in those thoughts, expectations are the, terrible. Aren't they in the bedroom? Expectations like, are just killer. Of ED, don't you think is like, Oh, I have to expectations. do this certain thing. Yeah. I have to do this. Right, what about do that. this. It has to get hard. Yep. What about when you meet the woman and the woman's like, Oh, I've never had an orgasm before. <laughs> Every guy's response is, you haven't been with me before, right? And then yeah, so you yeah, try yeah. and it doesn't happen and so much pressure, right? You're doing all yeah. your you're doing all your moves, all your big yeah. stuff. You're going into like the yeah. stuff you're going into your power moves, right? The stuff you don't do every time. Right. And again, and, and it's like then if she, of course it doesn't happen because she's got it's not about the event. There's something else going on blocking it usually. And it's like 
what a scenario. I would ask her this. I would say, have you had an orgasm with a vibrator or when you're masturbating? I would ask her that. I, so my friend one time, because uh, most of my friends are jerks, I said to him, I'm, I'm having a girl over for a date. What movie should we watch? And he goes, Short Bus. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Short but it's bus? A very, it's called Short Bus, and it's a great... It, do not watch it on a date. It has a lot... The opening scene is a guy trying to give himself a blowjob using yoga, and then from there it gets weirder. Oh, but there's okay. a woman who's a sex therapist who's never had sex, and she goes... I'll never forget, in one scene, she goes, I'm pre-orgasmic. And the guys go, wait, you're about to <laughs> orgasm? <laughs> she goes, no, I've never had an orgasm. Because <laughs> it's like, it does sound like, wait, what do you mean you're about? Like, I like her. I very... like her thinking, though. She's going to be there. It's just not quite yet. Well, the whole movie's about her finally having her first orgasm, right? Well, and that like, sounds all fun. Works. That sounds like a fun movie. I would enjoy that Well, movie. it's not uh, a good date. It's like a first, it's a very uh, sexual a movie for a first date. It's yeah. very shocking. Yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, when yeah. I watched out, fortunately the girl was into it. And it got, it turned out well, but I was like, so I was like, man, he really set me up good. Also, that's don't, not a good don't see um, anything by Todd Solons, especially happiness, because it's so um, in happiness, the guy jizzes. You know, it's like, you don't really want to take some yeah, of that. I don't, that's what I mean. It's like, I was so shocked, but it's this idea. I just like, but at least she was like, <laughs> believe that would happen someday. I'm pre-orgasmic. I love when a guy goes, wait, you're like about to have a so, so this brings me to a question. Um, someone has wrote in and just said, I think I'm a sex positive person, but you know, I don't want to you know, hear about all the, <laughs> that wasn't me. I want to, I don't want to hear know, about it's your, funny, like, you yeah, know, I'm positive. I like it too. <laughs> I, I like it too. I just want you to know that I like sex, but I don't want to hear about you screwing your partner. You know, I have a friend who goes out, he hooks up and then he's always telling me all the details. I go, okay, it's enough. You hooked up. Great. It's all I want to hear. Okay. Am I a prude? I don't want to know those details. Okay. What do you think? That's fine. I don't want to I hear don't details always... either. I never do. I don't know why a guy would want to hear those details. Women, I, I mean, think, talk honestly, about it. I don't think men do. You, uh, you open up to me more than I want to hear sometimes, and you don't go that right. far. But, like, right. that's no. just how it is. It's like, yeah, yeah I mean, it, it depends well, on I'm your age. I'm in a business. I'm in a, I'm in a profession, whatever you want to call it, where I talk to people about sex. It's just what but I do. But this is so, like, you know. Yeah, this is what you do when you're like 18, 20, like you're having sex for the first time. It's so shocking that it happened. That's yeah. why you want to share the event. All right, um, yeah. But That's there's a, a maturity that comes from keeping your... Here's a secret for guy, all the guys out there. The less <laughs> yeah. you talk about it, the more sex yeah. you'll have. Yeah, exactly. Women, you a lot a of women... You want a reputation for zipping your lip. You don't talk yeah. about those things. So yeah. here's my motto, Okay. I actually had to stop being friends with the guy because he would tell everyone who I'd slept with, even though I wouldn't give him a lot of details. Like he'd come in my room and he'd be like, did you have someone over here last night? Cause it's still messy or whatever. And then mm -hmm. he, he one time was in a bar telling a girl, he goes, this Jonathan last night, he had some skank over last night and he really banged her. It was the girl. He was telling it to the girl that had been over there. And I was like, obviously that was not good for the relationship. And I was like, I didn't, he didn't know who it was. He just had anyone. come over and known I'd had someone over. And it was like, and that's when I stopped being friends with him. I love the guy, but I was like, we can't be friends. We have oh, to keep a distance ridiculous. because you can't keep a secret. And yeah. my here's my motto. If a woman says we slept together, we did. If she says we didn't, then we didn't. It's up to her. Mm -hmm. If a woman wants to tell mm -hmm. you, and I'll agree to whatever she says because her reputation is at paramount. But I, you know, I think what I learned is that when you have a reputation for keeping your mouth shut, you will get a shockingly large number of booty calls from women. Even when you look yeah. like me. AKA By the regular. way, speaking of the orgasm part, 
This is what was told by one of my team, and I can't verify this. She said that women are much more likely to have an orgasm if she has her socks on in bed, okay? Like 80% versus 50% if she doesn't. Now, I haven't been I'll able to verify you know that week. through studies. I'll yeah, let you know, know by next week. I'm going to you... try that one too. <laughs> I haven't tried it yet. But where do you put the sock? Just over the whole face? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I... I <laughs> so um, there's Wait, a study that so... came out of the Journal of Sex Research that's revealed this this world of incels, okay? Wait, you sent me the study. The sock is, is instead of a condom? Yes, instead of a condom. Yeah. It's going to really dry her out. I love it. And I don't know what you do with the other sock. That was what I was asking. But um, maybe you put on your tongue. Maybe that's it. Um, so some incel forums, and this is true, I know, exhibit um, uh, misogyny, Okay. And they call it violence. I don't think that's true. But the study was basically about incel mating psychology, right? And they surveyed about 151 incels. And then they surveyed 149 regular people, you know. And um, they, <laughs> they found that incels make a fundamental error or several errors about what females look for in a romantic partner. They overestimate the importance of physical attractiveness and money while underestimating wow. The importance women place on intelligence, kindness, humor, and loyalty. Okay. Incels also have lower standards for partners compared to non-incels somehow. I don't understand that, how it goes together. And suffer from a variety of mental health issues, including severe depression, anxiety, and loneliness. So how about that? What do you think? Do you know any incels? And if so, do you think that that fits them? Yes. So you know them? And it does fit. There, I, there is a grain of truth to this, but also there's a lot of stuff in that statement that's just not true. This whole idea, like here's an example, that women care about a guy who's funny. I can tell well, you right now. Let's see what they said. Her. They said intelligence, kindness, humor, and loyalty. That's what this uh, said the, right true. up on the study. How many guys who have no loyalty, right, get a ton of girls, right? Yeah, just be honest. Well, that's how you know yeah. it's shenanigans. And how, how many guys do you know mm -hmm. who are so yeah. unfunny that get a ton of girls? So well, the but, problem but here's the thing: they ask people, right? They yeah, ask people them. lie, and and exactly, they lie. This is what people they say they want, not what they actually want. So, I for I'm very funny, and I for a long time thought that was a critical. That was like the game, and so I did a lot of experiments. If you make a woman laugh one time, you're good. You don't ever have to do it again on a first interaction and she, there's a chance she will sleep with you. If you make her laugh 10 times, she will never sleep with you no matter what you do because women want to sleep with a guy who's funny, but not a clown. And that's okay, the difference. But, it's but in a relationship ongoing, when it's kind of very, very nice to have a partner, a man have a sense of humor and, and because it makes a woman feel like this man is competent and can handle anything and doesn't take, if he takes things really seriously, it's scary to her because maybe it is really serious. But this whole idea says it's so much smaller than they make it sound. Like you're that's talking right. about easy going, right? Not telling jokes all the time. So right. that's the thing there. So that's right. why that I know that part of that data is BS. So that's why it's suspicious. I think that a lot of women will write down stuff that's aspirational but not true. It's why if you ask every woman her number, she lies and most guys do too. However, I do believe that that I once you join a community of guys who are all responding to the lack of women wanting to sleep with them they just all reinforce each other together. it's horrible it's horrible yeah horrible. any any community like that's going to have traits that are in common or negative traits here's the secret when i worked on the ambulance we used to tell jokes you couldn't tell to non-ambulance people police tell jokes to each other that they could never tell to non-police and that's how every you worked in an ambulance right? yeah i was on an ambulance i worked as an emt for a year in college 
And oh, I didn't know that. We saw you see so many horrible things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That especially to young people or t- I've seen things yeah. that you did. I didn't know people could do to each other. I didn't know they were real. Yeah. I understand. And so what do you do? You have to release the pressure through humor and you use a lot of internal language and jokes. Yeah. Like, that, please, that's what you're saying. Yeah. You say, oh, that's so toxic. It's like, no, I saw, yeah. I saw. That's just how you deal um, with it. That's how you deal with it. Yeah. Stuff that like still haunts me, right? 20 years later. Oh, so that's I, true. that's what I'm saying. So when you have a community, they're going to have stuff in it that is negative, right? Because, the, and it looks like that to outside people. However, in that particular group, I think that, because there's two ways people go. People either go like red pill, like I'm going to become a pickup artist. I'm going to figure this out, which is the route I went. Or they go in the other direction and both have toxic elements, right? But every community does, right? Feminism has good and bad traits, just like everything else, right? The idea that something is 100% good or 100% negative. However, the specific things, I do believe... That they're over calibrating. They think that all that matters is looks and money, but most people lie and say that it doesn't matter when it does, right? Like, let's be honest. My wife is with me because I have money. Like, let's not okay, dance around I, it. I, I don't think that for, I don't agree with that because I think women don't look at for looks as much with men. Men look at women for as looks is really important, but for women, it's not nearly as important. And I know that I can fact, tell you, fact. Right. But we all know good looking guys who get tons of girls. Right. So like, that, that's, it's true. Not a, that's true. But, that's but if you're not good looking, you can still get women. It's no problem. It's no obstacle. Whereas if you're an ugly girl, it's a lot harder. Okay. For a man, oh, he has other things he can I do. I don't think that's true. Yeah. I be, If you other look things. at Tinder, it doesn't matter any woman, what she looks like, we'll get like hundreds of matches. I've seen like some shocking I, things. I thought that until I saw I, those. I, I'm saying that for a man, if he's got, if he's got a successful business, if he's paying his bills, yeah. if he's paying his rent, if he's, you know, confident, even if he's ugly, he can get women, no problem. And he doesn't have to be rich. Okay. The standard, the bar is kind of, it's kind of low in that, but for women, it's a lot different. So I, this is about incels. This is male, obviously, but the, uh, I read a very interesting article. I wish I had um, brought it here, but it was a piece by a woman about why there are so many of these women that want to change their gender. And it was talking about how women are girls at the beginning, you know, and then at some point they grow to a point where like in adolescence where they encounter what he, she called the male gaze. Okay, all of a sudden they go from child to sexual, you know. Okay. Uh, con- uh, and at that point, if they're not that, it's a very difficult transition for adolescent girls. And if they're not like super good looking or whatever, it, it's like uh-huh. an easy out for them to think, oh, I'm not comfortable in my body. Just because they are not, no, they're not comfortable with men looking at them sexually because they don't have experience with that. And it takes time for them to get into their bodies and become who they are. And in the meantime, they're very susceptible to the propaganda and these forums and these online places that say, oh, you're really like a, a boy instead of a girl, and you know, like that. That's, and I think it's a similar thing going on with girls, just in a different so, format. So, yeah. Have you seen, there's this amazing video of a woman who's like transitioned to a man and she pretty convincing usually they're not but this one i really thought mm-hmm. it was a guy and she's like it's so lonely no one wants to be friends with me no one wants to talk about my feelings and she's crying and i go well that's why i know you're a woman because guess what being a man is lonely being a man is hard and what women don't know is <laughs> yeah, that they're going through life right. on easy mode if you're 18 years old and pretty you can go on a yacht with a billionaire you know hard but these were not pretty guy. these I'm if you look saying, at these people they're not pretty. a lot these trans- of not pretty. Well, 
I'm just saying in general, right, overall, that women have a lot of advantages in the dating market, but they're squandering them. They've made some, they've made some, as a whole, I think women have made some really bad moves in the last 50 years, and they've kind of messed things up for themselves. Like there's a, what is it, like 25% of women will be single and childless in the next, at the age of 40 in the next 10 years? I think they said there's more uh, women who've reached 30 without children ever in the history of the country, the U.S. That are 30 years old without children. It's never been that way in, in this Everyone thinks the solution to their problems is dramatic surgery, right? And they never think maybe I should do therapy first, right? Like maybe just like yeah. do some therapy first and figure out. Well, apparently, the therapists tell people they reinforce this now. Yeah. I, I I think there's a lot. I'm of sure now they're probably all creeps. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like the therapist is a bit of a pedo, if you ask me. So, all of that stuff, it's like to me. I definitely see, I understand. See, the first part was interesting. Like the part of when you're transitioning from child to adult and it can be a tough time, that's a legitimate thing to talk about. That's in, the first time I've heard someone describe male gaze in a way. Like, oh, that's okay. I get it. I thought it was right? fascinating, really fascinating. That's like, but the rest of it is like, yeah, I mean, people I had just a girl think. That, I had a girlfriend and she was like 13 and she was like, she was having sex with men after I broke up with her, you know, grown men. And it was very yeah. difficult for her. You know, she would spend all of her lunches in the counselor in the school counselor's office because she felt that one of the male counselors was, uh, you know, understood her a little bit. I don't know what he told what she told him, but uh, she would go out to yeah. these bars. I thought it was just, and it was very, very difficult. She, and of course, she wanted to have sex with me, and I was too young. I, I was really not into it at the time. I was yeah, like that... twelve. This... Yeah, I always yeah, felt I the women matured faster than the boys, didn't you? I was always seduced by girls the other, early on. It was never the other way around. I always felt like they were more mature and they wanted to have sex. Or they wanted to go, you know, further than I was ready to go when I was that I age. I think so. That's, yeah, I would say that. I would say that for me, <clears throat> until I was 18, it was the women who were more, would go further than I wanted to. More aggressive. Even when I lost my virginity. I lost my virginity to someone who wasn't a virgin, right? Even when I was 15, like a girl I hooked up with that I would never sleep with. I didn't even cross my mind. I'm 15. She then started dating another guy after we broke up or maybe behind my back. I don't know. And they were having sex. And it's like so, yeah, it, being a teenager is very confusing, man. It's a, I, I found don't it very back. disturbing. I just found it very disturbing. And um, so, uh, you know, she responded to puberty in a, a certain way, uh, sort of a hypersexualization. And then this uh, woman who wrote the article was saying that most women, girls, that once they encounter this world of becoming uh, sexual objects, basically, that uh, uh -huh. they have to deal with it. It takes them a few years to figure things out and who they are and yeah. all that. And that's when they're susceptible to these online forums and these counselors and people because they're not comfortable in their bodies. You know, they're not. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I, don't, I wasn't either. You know, I don't think anybody is. Why? Uh, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Number one, being a guy is hard. Okay, let's just cut it out. Yeah. People think that like, oh, it's easier to be a man than to be a woman. I don't know why you think that. It's not. It's they're just different set of challenges. Okay. Yeah. I think being a man is harder being that's because I'm a man. But like this idea that everything will go easy for me. Guess what? Guys are not friends in the same way women are. So all of those emotional connections, those are gone, right? And people don't look at that part where they go, oh, I feel like this in my body. Well, do you feel like this in your mind? Do you feel like, oh, I want to be isolated? I don't want to be. I want to be distant. I want to never be able to talk about my emotions again. If if I cry, I want people to call me a bad word. Like that's what I want to be. That's part of it, right? And you know, if I get into a, if I get into a fender bender, I want the person to try and fight me instead of to ask for my phone number. Like that's the world we live in. So it's a lot of just like lying about what it means to be a man, and that's why this girl's Let's crying. She question. found out it's What's not the, the same. Hardest part, the one thing. 
that's hardest about being a man? Sure. If you have an emotional problem or a mental problem, people will make fun of you. I think that's the biggest thing. I think that's why we have a huge rate of unaliving in America for men. Because men's mental health is treated like a joke, even when it's a celebrity, right? We've seen situations where a celebrity found out his wife was doing horrible things on a public like live TV. And then he's upset and he shows like a sad son's face and it becomes a meme, right? People just start making fun of you. So we have sight mental health thing. Uh, I think that's the hardest yeah. part. If you have a problem, um, people make yeah. fun of you. Well, I think, I think if, as a man, the answer to your problem is always, you know, man up, man. Come on, be a man. Let's, you know, what's up? And that's kind of what you're saying, right? Yeah. Well, we have a really high rate of men unaliving themselves and nobody cares, right? That tells you how much we don't care about mental health. It doesn't matter that it's ex-soldiers who like have fought for their country. It doesn't matter if it's a fireman. It doesn't matter what it is. People mm -hmm. don't and... That's the thing I think that's the worst. That's the thing that if I could change one thing, it would be that. Okay. So I have a uh, one that came in here. She says, he's amazing in person, kind, polite, touchy with me. In other words, he touches her a lot. Holds me the whole time we sleep. He's even expressed to me that he likes me a lot. Except <laughs> he just doesn't text me. I don't hear from him for days. So over our college's winter break of six weeks, I heard from him once besides me coordinating when I'd pick him up in, uh, from the airport. Why is he doing this? He's incredibly into me when we're together, but I just don't hear from him when we're apart. So what's going on here? So they go to the same college together, right? So I don't know that about that. That's so what it sure sounds like, right? Because, After the winter break, I okay, drove him to class maybe. or whatever. <laughs> So to no, me, no. She hearing, said uh, picking him up from the uh, airport. So I'm not sure they're in the same. Not so sure about I, that. So okay. if you're in the same college, like you can just walk over to his dorm room. So it's kind of weird. I, to me, it sounds like fine. Like I would rather have a really. Well, here's your choices. Would you have a really good? You want to have the best texting relationship and in person he sucks, or do you have someone who is in person amazing and stinks on the phone? Make that choice, right? Well, oh, I found it interesting that, that all she said about was he doesn't text me. Did she ever think about just picking up, you know, using her phone and calling him just to have a talk or whatever? Why is she waiting for him to text her of all things? Um, it's the way people know. are now. People now have like really damaged communication. It's like a lot of people now are like just communicate via Instagram, which is insane to me. I could see it. The I think that I call like, him and he doesn't answer the calls. You know, I leave a message on his answer machine. He doesn't, that's different. She's saying, well, why is he yeah, texting she's like, me? Maybe he doesn't want to text you. Maybe he doesn't like texting. There's missing evidence. So it could be he has another girlfriend or has a second family. That's what she's thinking. That's possible. But I think it's more right. like, he's like, maybe does he text anyone else? Is he a texter? Oh, he doesn't own a phone. Then what are we talking about? You're right. So, that's the real question yeah. is if he texts everyone else, he's on the phone all the time, but I don't, I mean, if I ever texted you, like, does that mean we're well, not we friends? We text about transactions. You know, we have things to, to text about uh, a link somewhere or some appointment or when well, we're talking. Or like, text, like a phone to phone text, right? Like we do, yeah, a business messages, but that's what I mean. I mean is like we don't text whatever, things like you know. not, um, yeah. how are you feeling today? What's your favorite color? All that stuff. So it sounds like, <sighs> you know, why not yeah. just say it to him? Like, Hey, how yeah. come you never text me? 
And then, Why and don't then, you, you just know, call the, him up on the phone and talk for a while, you know, and just t- when you can't be together, you can talk on the phone. He picks up the phone and throws it out the window. He's like, the only thing worse than texting is answering the phone. Or you could do a, uh, you know, do a, 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 you know, video call, FaceTime or whatever. I mean, it's not a big deal. They're, so here's what. College, walk over to his dorm room. Like this, that's why it's insane. Okay, I want to get your opinion on this. Okay. This is a woman. She says, my boyfriend and I have been together for a decade and we have a two-year-old. Okay. My sex drive has really been down in recent years. So um, I didn't even want to have sex with him like for a year. He says that he couldn't control himself because of sexual frustration. And he cheated on me with some rando, rando half his age. When I found out about the cheating, he blamed me. He said, it was my fault. I stopped having sex with him. So what do you expect? He said he does everything right. He says, you are the problem. The girl's the problem. Okay. But you know what? It's rare, she says, when I'm actually in the mood. I did see a doctor. He said, it's normal. You know, when you start to age, you're not a horny teenager anymore. And the doctor said, oh, don't worry about it. It just isn't really great for me. How old is she? Well, I'm assuming uh, probably early 30s, mid 30s. Oh, Oh, no, she's not menopausal. No, not a horny teenager, though. That's what I mean. So, yeah, it's her fault. Let's cut to the chase. So. You let, can't, let me give you, can't you an have a marriage without having frequent sex. You can't have a relationship with a man. Well, let me give you an example. Sex, Let's say I'm in charge of cooking dinner, okay? And my wife comes home and the refrigerator's empty and I haven't cooked dinner. And I say, I'm not cooking dinner tonight. What's she supposed to do? Just not eat forever and never eat again? Starve to death? Well, she'll be mad and she'll order out some crap food that'll be delivered. That's or cheating. Just, you know. Oh, that's cheating on me, right? That's what I mean. It sounds to me, it's the same thing. If you, if part of your arrangement, right, part of your relationship is we do these things together, and you take one of those things and remove it, well, then that's what's like that. My wife, my wife had this exact conversation. She goes, "What would happen if we stopped sleeping together?" I go, "I'd just sleep with someone else. We'd still be married. We'd still raise the kids together, but I would just." So, so I can tell you, at times, I know you have as well. I know I've gone through periods in my life in my marriage where we couldn't have sex. For whatever health reason, usually it's a health. It's always sounds a health like a forever. Reason. This is not a season. A season no, this is, is different. different. But I, but I always point this out. Um, I always point this out. I say, uh, okay, there's a lot of things you can do other than intercourse. She should be interested in, you know, work with her husband, giving him a lot of sexual attention, even if she doesn't feel like it. She has to do it anyway, and she should try to be into it and enjoy his enjoyment. And. Also, she has to realize that women at a certain age, many times, don't feel like it until they're doing it. Then they feel like it. And don't expect to feel like it until you're doing it. That's the point. Women really don't feel like it until they're in the middle of the act, and then they feel like it. And that's, that's normal at a certain age. Not a problem. Just don't wait till you feel like it. You know, it's sort of like if you have to pick up your, two, you know, your two-year-old from daycare, you don't feel like it. You do it anyway. Of course, it's not a matter of how you feel. You just do it. Same thing here. What do you think? Am I right? Yeah, I mean, it's not always about you. She's like, oh, I don't feel like it, so I'm not going to do something that brings you pleasure. It sounds like she doesn't love the guy, right? Because she's like, it's so much about her and her mood. It's not about, oh, I want my husband to be happy. I want him to feel good or boyfriend, whatever. I'll see you with the guy for 10 years. You didn't marry him. Guess what? Like you're already in a crap relationship. Well, I love the last so. one. She says, she says, my boyfriend blamed me because it's my job to have sex with him whenever he wants or else I'm just asking to get cheated on. And I'm positive he didn't say that you should have sex whenever I want. I don't think a guy would say that to his girlfriend. She's reducing it to Uh, ridiculous. She's showing a lot of hostility. No, I think he might be so frustrated he said it. 
<laughs> well, that that's but not mean it. It's possibly said it, but yeah, she probably exact. One of them is exaggerating. They don't really mean it, but she's angry. Yeah. she's very very angry. So she's over. I don't know. Uh, she's angry. So she's she sound, So what she's basically saying is, I don't want to have sex. So he's not allowed to ever have sex again. This guy should take the kid and run. Like, forget this chick. She sucks. Forget well, her. She's awful. If that's her mindset, is not is like, oh, this guy's not allowed to ever have sex again. Never to he's not allowed to get anywhere else. So that normally I don't recommend relationship. therapy, but I think in this case, a couple of sessions of counseling could help them work out when to have it. It sounds like she they went could to have a doctor stuff. Sounds like she went to a crap well, doctor. Not, I don't mean a doctor. I, doctors are idiots. Yeah. I, I don't mean that. I mean, she goes to somebody who's a good counselor who could say, so let's talk about it. Okay, how about on Tuesdays and Saturdays? And you could schedule it. You know, if you, scheduling it is fine. Absolutely. I know people that think that's just so terrible and not spontaneous, but scheduling can work really, really well. So there's a lot of yeah. answers to this. Uh, I mean, that's the thing been, is if she wants to fix it. One answer is that as it. a woman, she's not going to feel like it until she's doing it. And if she doesn't feel like it at all with a guy, then she's not attracted to him anymore. You're right about that. So I've got one for you. Okay. Okay. This guy's mid twenties. When he got together with his wife five or six years ago, he was still in college, like working on his degree and working on his postgraduate stuff. So she was making more money than him. So she goes, Hey, finances are separate. You have your money and I have my money. Cause I make more money than you. Everything we do is separate. He goes, okay, his work paid off. And now he makes triple what she does. Right. So one day she comes home and she goes, mm -hmm. why are you wasting all your money on that computer that you use for work? And he's like, well, I make more money now so I can afford it. She goes, what, how much do you make? And she's shocked to find out he's tripled his income in the last few years, right? Because she she separated mm -hmm. the finances. So now stuff is starting to disappear from around the house. Okay. Oh, really? And wow. Yep. Like that she gave his fishing rods to her dad, her dad or uncle or something. And then oh he hears her on the phone talking to her family going, oh, I want to move our parents into our house that he pays for. And I'm there's three rooms. There's their bedroom, her office, and his game room slash office. And she's like, I'm just going to sell off his gaming stuff. And she goes, I'm just going to give all of his gaming stuff to my brother, and then my parents can have that room. So he overhears this, right, because she thinks he's asleep. He comes home from work and catches her and her brother packing up his computer and stuff. And, and he goes, what are you, what are you guys doing, right? And she's like, uh, we're just cleaning, right? And he's like, are you guys stealing from me right now? Because, I mean, that is what's happening, That's right? What That's what it a is. Crime. That is stealing. And so stealing. he goes, get out. And gets buys a padlock for his office, right? And locks him out of the office. And then yeah. her other family members are like, you're a monster. And he's like, I'm literally put a lock on the door. To I caught you in the act of... And he pulled out her iPad, which had the conversation. He goes, here's the conversation of you guys texting, talking about stealing from me. And he's like, am I making the wrong decision? And you know what it is, is like... I mean, do you, what do you think? Like, what do you do when you're in this situation, if you're the guy or if you're the girl? Well, I want to... Uh, mentioned that relationships could do very well and even better than when there's a great disparity of income. And actually, people do better when there's a great disparity. Even if it's the man who earns very little and the woman earns a lot, the bad thing is when they're like near equal, that tends to be a much, much bigger problem. So uh, interesting that ED is much bigger on men that uh, have equal incomes to women. Did you know that? Uh, I'm sure. Much more likely to have. Have, yeah, have um, act like yeah, yeah. So I, I think that this woman is a low life scumbucket. Uh, anybody with class and and morals wouldn't do something like this. And uh, you know, I think that's it's over. And 
You know, you can't I be think... trying to protect your shit against your wife, right, or your girlfriend. I mean, if you if you don't trust her to be a you know not steal your stuff, how can you have a relationship? This, uh, to me, he missed the warning sign when she goes, "Since I make more money than you." Even though we're married, our money should be totally separate. I mean, how separate well, is right. she? Doesn't even, she doesn't even know how much money he makes or has a rough Why idea. Should it be? Why should it be separate? That's just ridiculous. Why should it be? Anyway, because they're not partners. If you're if you're married, you're partners. Yeah, partners and everything. So she, you're. Uh, you know, make, okay, here's a secret for women out there: if you men don't care much money you make, because to women there's two types of money: our money and my money. Women very rarely put their money towards the relationship, right? Like in the majority of the cases, this is why women go, I have a career. And it's like, yeah, guys don't care because you won't put that money into the relationship. Well, well, my, my wife is a career woman, a professional woman with a profession. And she did, you know, carry the load for a number of years when I was struggling in business. But she, that's an outlier. Her, You're an, yeah, outlier an outlier in that case. Yeah. So most women now, yeah. they go, even, even my wife, when she had a business that I paid for, and like we went to the movies months and I had her pay and she goes, oh, this is what it feels like. I don't like this at all. And I was like, what? <laughs> no, my world. And I was like, I was like, even really your money since we used my money to start the business and that. So I'm just saying that she, you know, all women feel this way. It's just how we're built. But this whole idea that she had is like, oh, when I make more money, it's my money. Don't touch <laughs> it. When you make more money, I'm going to sell your my money. Yeah, that's like, the craziest thing. It's a steal from around the house. I think house. it's a breakup. It's a breakup deal. It's no different than the guy coming home and all of the shit is being thrown out on the lawn. You know, you're break you're up her, history. You know? is, when she thing. said separate. When she said separate finances, that's when he should have broken up with her. That's a yeah, massive yeah. red flag. That's right. When she goes, well, oh, if I make more money than you, I don't want to support you or help you in any way. Cool. Yeah. See ya. And with that, um, we've come to the end of our time together at Men's Mayhem. So um, if you like this podcast, we're here every week. And Feel the uh, mayhem. Look for Men's Mayhem. <laughs> um, and, mayhem. Uh, you know, if you have a, a mayhem. And so, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you. You have to have a different.